Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast, which is just a nice, easy recap of what happened in dairy markets this past week and what's on tap into the days ahead. It was a very busy week for our team of analysts with an onslaught of data out from around the world, actually. We had two key U.S. dairy reports out, an update on November U.S. milk production, as well as cheese and butter cold storage numbers for the month. In case you missed them, we recommend checking out our Dairy Skim episodes for a more in-depth look at those reports. I do have Eric Meyer on with me, though, again today to talk about the domestic market, and there was certainly an outlier on the CME spot market this week. I think it's safe to say that we were anticipating this price consolidation, but butter dropped 46 cents this week and closed out the week at 239 half. Eric, can you give us a nice roundup of what happened domestically? Absolutely, Alyssa, and thanks very much for having me on the show today. Uh, domestically, we started off this week with November U.S. milk production, which came in a little below our expectations at 1.3% growth versus prior year. It wasn't out of the realm of what the market expected those numbers to be. We continue to be surprised at the lack of growth out of California, which is weighing the overall number down. Cow numbers did tick slightly higher, which put the national milking herd at its highest levels since August of 2021. And this was the fifth consecutive month of year-over-year gains. No real surprises in those numbers that should have impacted the markets either direction. However, cold storage was released Thursday afternoon, and for butter, the results of that data galvanized the sell side's appetite to move product as just 40 million pounds were drawn out of storage from Nove to Dees, far below the 60 million pound five-year average. Given how high CME spot prices stayed up deep into December, we could see a serious overcorrection off that news, which is happening right now. On the other hand, cheese stocks declined as they normally do in December, but a little more than expected in the natural American style category. They are still pretty light numbers given that total cheese in storage remains above 1.4 billion pounds in this country, but could be a reason why availability of 40 pound cheddar blocks has been tight this late in the year. As far as the CME spot markets go, we had some decent movement in both directions this week. Dry weight prices fell below 40 cents a pound and to its lowest level since September 2020 on aggressive selling from manufacturers. On the flip side, cheese buyers took advantage of a thin holiday market and pushed blocks up nearly 15 cents from a week ago to 2.12 half per pound, the highest price since November 28th. Barrels bottomed out at $1.65 and a half on Tuesday, which was a calendar year low, and then proceeded to find solid support, rallying to 179.50 by week's end. Those sellers have not run away from that market. On the butter side, the collapse continued throughout the entire week starting off at 285.50 last Friday and completing the week at, on December 23rd here at 239.5, as you said, a 46 cent drop. This is now the lowest price of 2022. And let's not forget about non-fat dry milk, grinding lower into the end of the year given all the weakness around the globe. At $1.33 per pound, this is the lowest level since September 2021. Great recap. Thanks, Eric. The list of data and news out from the global marketplace was pretty extensive as well. And I'll just go in order of release here to discuss what's been happening on both hemispheres. European indices have been weakening for some time and continue to stay primarily red into this week on bearish demand sentiment 
and improving milk collections from some key regions of the European Union. Additionally, Eurostat released trade figures for October with nearly every commodity down versus a year ago. China continues to represent the largest destination market for EU dairy products, though market share from the country continues to fall. Conversely, market share has increased into Middle East North Africa as the EU has shipped competitively priced skim milk powder into the region in a pretty big way. European dairy supplies are not overwhelming, but demand uncertainties overall continue to outweigh any supply gaps. Though also of note, Europe's October milk production figure did come out this week and was up 1.7% from prior year due to some notable gains from Germany and the Netherlands, but also France, Poland, and Ireland. Shifting to the Southern Hemisphere, there was a global dairy trade event in New Zealand on Tuesday, but we also got an update on November milk production from New Zealand, as well as trade figures for the country too. Let's start with that auction event. Pretty weak, wasn't it, Eric? Sure was. There was a price meltdown to close out the final auction of 2022, ending the year on a bearish note, despite Oceania milk production continuing to struggle. Initially, it's easy to get excited about Chinese demand, but the price results say it all. Global demand is not on the same page. While North Asia's market share accounted for over half of volume traded, a lack of follow-through demand from the rest of Asia meant that Chinese buyers had little competition to secure needs. Yeah, you could say that again. Fonterra C2 regular home milk powder fell to two-year lows. Skim milk powder values also rolled over. All butter and anhydrous milk fat contracts fell lower. And meanwhile, November milk solids dropped 0.9% from a year ago in New Zealand, which was slightly better than anticipated, but still negative as much of the country remains quite wet. Unlike the European trade figures that we discussed earlier, New Zealand's dairy exports were looking really good in November, actually. The trend continued for losses to China to be offset by some strong export volume gains into Algeria, Southeast Asia, and Australia. Dairy volume to Algeria reached an all-time high in November, and that was mostly driven by whole milk powder, but also skim milk powder demand as well. Lastly, China's November import volume data came out this week, which was kind of sending mixed signals. On one hand, there remains plenty of domestic whole milk powder to work through, limiting global export opportunities due to weaker domestic consumption rates throughout China's stringent COVID lockdowns. And on the other, there is a clear need for fat and butter within China as production limitations remain in place and consumers are still spending on the feel-good confectionery products, it seems. You know, as headlines in China shifted away from lockdowns and towards reopening, there was certainly some optimism regarding a rise in dairy consumption that has been suffering for months. But a full return to normal is still in question, of course. There remains an incredible level of uncertainty about how the general population will behave under these newer regulations. There's not much on the calendar into next week. I think just A global dairy trade pulse event, a a few European indices will be updated, and then the USDA monthly agricultural prices. Of course, given that the markets are closed Monday, the NDPSR numbers will be out on Thursday. Anything to add, Eric? 
I don't think so. I think we've given people plenty to chew on here <laughs> heading into the uh, Christmas break. So I guess with that, from all of us here at High Ground Dairy, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll catch you with a much briefer podcast next Friday. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Um.